Good morning, Jim. Hi, Ralph. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. Okay. Yeah, we're back at our university studio, and from the meter, the way the meter looks, I think we're probably blasting people out, so we'll just take the volume down a little bit. That should, be, should do it. Okay. So, we've been doing some a series on problem solving, and then last week we talked about, um, uh, what did we talk about? Well, we talked about something, and it's up there on the, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, one one of those momentary lapses of memory. Uh -huh. uh, maybe we'll have to do something on memory improvement. <laughs> but we were going to talk about improvement today in, in this beginning series. Right, Ralph? We are, yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things, Jim, is uh, you know, both of us are older fellas and uh, you know normally uh, we used to have the image of uh, people when they reached retirement age quote unquote uh, they went out on the porch and sat in a rocker and uh, spent the next five years rocking away and uh, <laughs> before they start rotting away yeah and then uh, and then passed away mm-hmm but today people are living longer and they're living healthier lives. And as evidence of that, uh, when we were driving over to our palatial studio, we were talking about uh, a number of things. And uh, Jim just gave me a brochure which had some courses that uh, I had kind of been curious about. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, the, these are the the academic courses that are recommended for this particular curriculum. And I don't know if I'll ever pursue it, but I'm interested enough to say the courses look like they'd be fun. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting that uh, a week ago, um, you and Karen came over to uh, uh, the house of, of Sheila and I, and you brought the uh, Morning Sun newspaper. And in it was an article saying, talking about the shortage of psychiatrists. But you can uh, uh, extrapolate from that about the shortage of mental health workers, particularly for children. Yeah, and I mean, that's true in general. Mental health workers for adults, mental health, health workers for children. Uh, there's a yawning chasm of mental health workers for uh, adolescents. Uh, correct. Very a good point. So this um, program that Ralph was talking about is one that Central Michigan University offers, and it's a, a behavior analysis or analyst program, and uh, uh, using behavioral principles, behavior therapists work with a wide variety of, of people with a wide variety of problems. So you're actually going to look at the the courses and, and think about it. Is that right, Ralph? Yeah, I am. And uh, if it's at all affordable, uh, I think I might take a couple, yeah. uh, at least a couple, and maybe, who knows, I'll do the whole nine yards. Okay, well, it's worth thinking about. And it fits right into, really, what we were planning on talking about anyway today, and that's improvement. You know, how to improve yourself in a variety of, of ways. We've talked about 
uh, eating habits in the past. We've talked about improving sleeping in the past. We've talked about decision making, you know, in the past, and that all goes along, at least tangentially, with this notion of improving one's life. Life. So you've been thinking about this, Ralph. Yeah, and you know there are a, a number of things that all kinds of uh, advice is given uh, to people. Uh, some of this uh, that I'm going to talk today uh, comes from uh, a psychologist called Dr. Rupleen. Uh, Dr. Ruqueen? Rupleen. Rupleen, okay. And, uh, I thought she, you were going to bring in Dr. Peterson here today. Well, Dr. Peterson has a book, uh, actually two books. He has a book out that's called uh, 12 Rules for Life, and he has another book that's called uh, Beyond 12 Rules. Okay. And one of the things that uh, is central to a number of pieces of advice about improving your life is... One of, one of the things that you might want to do first is establish a rhythm in your life. Okay. And to do that, you establish a set of habits. Okay. Is this what Peterson talks about or is this what Rue? Uh, both of them actually talk about this. Okay. So, you know, when you think about a set of habits, um, I'm going to talk about the the mythical guy of uh, 26 who's still living in his mother's basement uh, playing uh, video games <laughs> until 5 in the morning okay. and then sleeping until 2 in the afternoon. Now, <laughs> Is this guy say, working at all? No. Oh, okay. And you, you say to that person, well, you know, you need regular habits. And he says, I've got regular habits. Yeah. I play video games until five in the morning. Five in the morning. Now, <laughs> the problem with that, and there is a problem with that, is the rest of the world is not geared to doing that. Mm -hmm. So you have to say to yourself, well, I, I need to get regular habits that fit with the rest of the world. Okay, yeah. So, you know, a lot of this uh, you probably heard from your mother when you were, you know, uh, eight years old. Go to bed on time, uh, sleep eight hours, get up at the same time every morning, mm -hmm. uh, eat a good breakfast. Make your bed. Make your bed and go to work. Right. Well, we did that um, uh, podcast on... Uh, taking mom's advice a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. And the thing is, you know, much as we hate to admit it. Mom ma was right. Mom was right. Uh -huh. And so you say to yourself, you know, um, well, I don't like to go to bed at 10 o'clock. I like to go to bed at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, then uh, you get up at 7 in the morning because you have to get ready for work and you have to uh, have a 45-minute commute to work. And guess what? You're perpetually sleep-deprived. Yeah, yeah. And that really um, describes a lot of people in the workforce today and, and a lot of uh, adolescents who are going to bed at a late hour um, having difficulty falling asleep, and then having to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get ready to catch a bus at 
know, maybe 6.30 or something like that, yeah. And, uh, you know, so kids are riding the bus and uh, some of them who are uh, high adrenaline uh, cope with their sleep deprivation by acting out and others desperately want to just sit in their seat for the hour bus ride and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, uh, the actor-outers are keeping the uh, somnambulators uh, uh, awake, right? Right. Okay. So, you know, you, you need to find a rhythm in your life and a rhythm in your life that is not just eat, sleep, go to work. You need time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me of that book, Ralph. What is it? Eat, Sleep, Pray? Or... Yeah, okay. Eat, Sleep, Pray. Okay. And I guess in that book, she talks about establishing habits, right? Right. Okay. And also, uh, in her case, uh, pray is one of the things that she found that set a rhythm for her. Okay. Now... It might not be the same for everyone. Might not be the same for everyone. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I do, for example, I have kind of two current hobbies. Uh, one of them is woodworking and one of them is leatherworking. Uh-huh. So uh, I usually find a couple of hours a day to pursue my hobbies. Okay. Yeah. And I find that relaxing and energizing and it helps me when I'm ready to go to sleep to feel satisfaction in the day. Okay. Okay. So how then would a person go about improving oneself? So establishing a regular routine. Okay? Right. That, and I guess the thing we have to note is that uh, you've got to be motivated. You have to want to improve. The guy yeah. in the basement who's, I guess, content with going to bed at 5 o'clock, waking up at 2 o'clock, playing video games and being taken care of by mom, there might be, not be a lot of push for, for behavior change there, right? Right. And, yeah. you know, the thing is that uh, the ugly fact that we have to face is that sooner or later, mom's going to die. Uh-huh. And, and you're going to want, you're going to hope that mom uh, uh, provided well for you in her will. Yeah, but let's hope there's lots of insurance because, you know, if you're at this point now uh, 47 and you've never worked a day in your life on a, in a paid job, mm -hmm. um, life is going to be kind of rough when you say, gee, mom didn't leave me anything and I can't... Uh, you know, continue to live here because I can't pay the electric bill, mm -hmm. and what am I going to do? Yeah, good, good point. And I mentioned that um, that newspaper, the Morning Sun. One of the articles in there was an article about the lack of or the need for uh, people in the skilled trades. And, yeah, you know, and you don't need a four-year university degree to be a welder or a pipe fitter or a plumber. No, uh, what what you do need, however, is some training uh, and the old apprenticeship system where you got on the job training is kind of gone the way of the dodo. Well, it's coming back apparently. I was uh, hearing that this morning in the, in the ride in. They were talking about it, with particularly with the uh, new green jobs. 
Yeah, well, that's, I think that's a very good thing because uh, for a lot of us, uh, the skilled trades route is through a community college. Okay. Yeah. Now, the, the nice thing about a community college degree uh, is, A, you get it in two years, three uh -huh. at the most, yeah. and B, it doesn't mean that you have to go and find a student loan for $125,000. <laughs> right. And in Michigan, and in some other states, uh, in, I think, 11th grade, you can do dual enrollment, where you're actually taking high school courses and community uh, college courses, and when you graduate from high school, your uh, uh, community college classes uh, are pretty much about halfway through. Yeah, and generally speaking, what you take in that program first from the community college is the academic requirements. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're halfway through, as you graduate from high school, you can say, okay, I've got all my re, uh, required courses and my electives out of the way. And now what I do for the next year is the electronics, mechanics, uh, yeah. welding, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you go out with a ticket and you can say to um, whoever is a prospective employer, I'm a certified welder or electrician or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So... Motivational level. If you want to make any change, you've got to want to change, right? Right. Okay. So what other tips do you have? Well, uh, one of the things is that a lot of people are going to hear when we talk about regular habits, they're going to say, well, yeah, but that means there's going to be rules and I don't like rules. I don't do well with rules. That describes about all of the clients that I see. Okay. Okay. So the thing is, you have to be able to say to yourself, I don't do well with rules when they're other people's rules. Mm -hmm. But I do okay with rules when they're my rules. Uh huh. So if it's my rule that says, I want to get to bed by midnight at the latest, uh -huh. preferably, you know, earlier than that, uh, that's my rule. Mm -hmm. And if I choose to break it, I can't. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't choose to break it every night for a month without ending up sleep deprived. But, uh, yeah. you know, if it's an occasional thing on a Wednesday night, you want to stay up and watch the rest of the movie that's on. Yeah, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you've got to have an internal locus of control, as we psychologists would like to you know, say, to complicate things. So. You have, you know, you establish your own rules that you can live with. And, and you don't have to see a therapist to do that. You can sit down with a piece of paper and write, well, okay, I've decided to come out of the basement and, you know, what do I have to do to improve my life? Well, maybe I have to get a job, okay? Okay. Maybe I have to sleep less or go to bed early. So you, you write these all down, right? Right. Okay. Now, here's another thing, Jim, that I think is important. If you write down a list of rules and you say, okay, well, here's what I have to do, and then I have to do, and then I have to do, and you end up with 27 rules. That's not going to work. It's not going to work no. because what you've just created is a great big hulking gorilla. 
Right. I got you. And it's going to stomp on you uh, pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So what you have to be able to do is to say, uh, you, uh, you're going to split this up into smaller problems. Sure. I and tackle them one at a time. Yeah, it's the old joke about how do you eat an, eat an elephant. Yeah. You know, one bite at a one time. One bite at, yeah. at okay. a time, yeah. So you disarm the gorilla one right. task at a time. One task at a time. And the other thing is that, you know, you will see things like uh, change your life in a week. Right, that they for $99.99, but this week and only this week it's... $49.99. And will change your life in a week. Yeah. The problem is... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> now, why doesn't it work? Because how long does it take to establish a new habit, Jim? About seven weeks. About, about seven about, weeks. About 49 days. Yeah, Yeah, 49 to 65 days mm -hmm. is generally the range. So you say, well, it's going to take me two and a half months to uh, establish a new habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guess what? I can't establish the habit of going to bed at 10 o'clock in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can go to bed at 10 o'clock for a week, but that's not a habit. Right. And as soon as something comes up that I say I want to go out Thursday night and, and do whatever uh, until 3 in the morning. Do karaoke until 3. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that'll be what happens. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take these habits and in, ingrain them in your life one step at a time. Okay. You have another one for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say challenge yourself every day. Challenge yourself every day. Is, do something hard? Do something hard. Okay. Uh, and um, Or different. Or different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you uh, if, if you stay in mom's basement because that's your safe space, and you never challenge yourself, you'll go out at some point, uh, and you'll end up. Uh, let's say you're in the grocery store. Uh huh. Uh, mom said, "Go and get an X." So you go to get an X, and somebody in the grocery store talks to you. Uh huh. If you haven't talked to anybody in the last six months other than your mom and dad, uh -huh. that's going to freak you out. Okay, yeah, you probably know, think, so. Think of what happened after COVID, uh, the lockdowns. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's really weird to get back into society. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm having trouble talking to people. Yeah, and these were yeah people who were... Apparently functional. Yeah, indeed. So we've got three things that you've introduced right now, Ralph. Uh, the first one was what? Establish a routine. Establish a routine. Second one was um, set your own rules. Create a rhythm in your life. Okay, create a rhythm. And then the third one was challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Okay. Well, we try to keep our podcasts to about 20 minutes. Sometimes we are successful and sometimes <laughs> not. But do you have other ideas that we should look at next week? Yeah, I do. I've got another uh, couple, three suggestions, uh, maybe four. Okay. Well, I think 
that uh, we're going to say uh, so long now till next week, and uh, we'll be back with more suggestions for improving your life. So this is Jim and Ralph saying keep your stick on the ice because we're all, all in, in this together. together.